Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hello, friends. Uh, Welcome to uh, Quarantine and Chill. I am your host, Whitney Elise. (laughs) Hopefully everyone's doing great, um, or at least semi-sane. I know um, a bunch of us have been either struggling or thriving with the current situation um, that we will discuss in our next segment. Um, But yeah, I'm alive. I know I haven't podcasted in a few weeks. Um, Just adjusting, just adjusting to this new normal. Um, Trying to get some things together, trying to figure out my own life before I create content to talk about other people's lives. Um... So yeah, why don't we just get to it? Um, let's get to some church announcements. Kick it up, Earl. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. Hey, hi. So I am speaking to you now Um having been in quarantine, in social distancing, in, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, find your, your, your descriptive words, um, for almost three weeks. It'll be three weeks for me being in quarantine. That means no trains, no going downtown, no big crowds, nothing like that. Just home out for essentials, back at home. Uh, most of us have been living like this for a few weeks because of the pan global pandemic known as COVID-19. COVID-19 is a respiratory illness that seems to seriously affect those who already have respiratory problems and already have health problems. I'm not really sure of how the the illness works. All I know is she's a bitch and I don't like her. <laughs> I don't like her. I don't like that people are dropping. People are getting well. Let me let me let me just say this. People are getting well. Um there's a lot of people who have recovered from this illness, but there's a lot of people who are passing away. It is a really stressful anxiety filled time it just is um to try to sugarcoat it or deny it would be doing a disservice to you guys you guys are way too smart and you guys are way too too attentive to think that I'm just gonna sit here and say oh it's all raindrops and 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 I'm not raindrops Jesus but <laughs> gumdrops and lollipops and and non-stop fun no this is <laughs> at best quarantine is boring at best and I happen to live in my own apartment with my husband my cat and my plants pretty peaceful situation not too stressed out we have space we have room we're figuring things out as we go along. At worst, this situation is dangerous. There are people who, you know, they require other people to help them, to assist them to live. 
you know, and if those people can't come over to help, what good is that? You know, there's people who, you know, there's domestic abuse situations where people now feel trapped where like work and school and all manners of things where their escape from home. Now there's nothing but home because, you know, schools have been closed, (laughs) universities closed, Uh, different places of work that aren't deemed, you know, necessary essentials closed. So those people, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, you know, they're just undergoing a lot of abuse right now. So, you know, my thoughts are with them. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird time. One that I don't think anyone that I know has ever lived through. You know, I, a pandemic, if you had asked me last year (laughs) about, this time, if being stuck in our apartments and our houses and, you know, our places of living was, was the situation was, (laughs) I was laughing in your face. I'm like, where do you think we live? But truth be told, you know, first world countries, like this is the reality that a lot of, you know, different countries face. This is the reality that a lot of different places face. And this is just our first big bout with this in type of living in a very long time. There's so many different countries and nations who, you know, they face this for multiple reasons. It could be because of unrest. It could be because of illness. Lots of stuff that, you know, we have had, we haven't had to deal with. So it, if anything, the COVID-19 epidemic is really just putting a lot of things in perspective. It makes you start to realize what necessary really is. Like, for example, a few weeks ago, people were going out and buying pallets, pallets of toilet paper, huge heaps of toilet paper, just to just be, I, I don't even know. I don't even know why they're buying pallets of toilet paper. I guess they thought that we were going to completely run out of toilet paper. And so then people were putting limits on toilet paper and toilet paper became like this big point of discussion. And then there were people who couldn't get toilet paper because so many people had bought toilet paper. And then stores were like, nah, we're going to put limits on the amount of toilet paper that you can have. And now here we are three weeks in and people are trying to go back to Costco and Target and all various forms of places to try to return their toilet paper. And they can't return their toilet paper because once you buy toilet paper, you have to keep the toilet paper. And it's like, oh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> oh, that's what greed looks like. It was like when you thought we were going to be locked into our homes for months at a time, it you didn't care about the other people who couldn't get toilet paper. But now, because stores have been open and markets have been opened and friggin', I forget which toilet paper company just, they created an entire commercial about toilet paper being always available (laughs) and that you know we don't need we don't need to fight over toilet paper man let me take a sip of this water because chow a mess (laughs) a mess so and i already told you guys about the two brothers 
who bought 17,000, over 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. Along with that, they bought Clorox wipes, bleach wipes, um, various, like, various house cleaners and things like that to try to price gouge. Um, selling these things on eBay and Amazon and wherever else they could sell. And the FCC, e- eBay and Amazon tapped them on the shoulder and said, ha ha, no way. <laughs> and so they couldn't, they ended up not being able to sell any of their stuff. And so they had, they ended up having to give it all away. And this is, these, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about what's really in us, you know? There's this saying that I heard that hot water, hot water boils the potato, it steeps the tea, it brews the coffee, and it hardens the egg. It's nothing wrong with the hot water. It's just what's in you comes out. Something like that. I think I butchered it, but you get the point. (laughs) You get the point. What's in you comes out. So if you were already an intrinsically selfish person, you didn't think anything of it. To take your 150 rolls of toilet paper from your local market, even though now 100 other people wouldn't be able to get toilet paper. Like, you didn't think anything of it. Because why? Who cares if they can wipe their butt? I'm going to make sure I can wipe my butt. Situations like that makes you wonder. But then you have the things that I actually do want to talk about today after that very long intro. (laughs) Um, Mr. Rogers, TV show uh, host, children's show host, wonderful all-around human being, once said, he said, and I quote, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mom would, would say to me, Look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And that's 100% true. Um, And you can see it in this COVID-19 situation. Uh, Medical professionals who have run out of masks, things as simple as a face mask to help protect them so that they don't get sick while they're helping those who are sick. People are making them. People are donating them. People are clearing their houses out of 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 protective gear and dropping them off at hospitals and at medical centers and things like that you'll always find helpers people are getting really creative with you know how they're how they're helping each other i just heard a story about a 7 year old kid who took his savings of $600 he 7 years old Savings of $600, and he purchased essentials for elderly people, including toilet paper, bleach wipes, things like that. And also is is paying for meals to be delivered for people. At seven years old, the helpers, you will always find the helpers. There's, there's people who are using the, the, the their skills to the best of their ability, you know, one such as DJ D nice for for example, I maybe like a week or so ago, I don't know, all the days running together a week or so or so ago, DJ D nice was, I believe it was his fourth or fifth day in when I tuned in. Um, 
but he was spinning and enjoying life and everybody was vibing and he was doing a really great job on Instagram live. We're all just listening to music and vibing with him and countless, when I tell you countless, countless celebrities started joining in with regular everyday people. I'm talking like a Michelle Obama. I'm talking about an Oprah. I'm talking about, uh, I think he said Mark Wahlberg, uh, Entertainment Tonight, the NFL and the NBA. Because I mean, neither one of those accounts really has too much to do nowadays because sports canceled because of COVID-19. Um, everybody was in this live and he must have spun for hours just DJing for hours. But in that, in that gift of, of his, his gifted abilities, his capabilities, he helped all of us who are feeling so filled with confusion and anxiety and frustration and maybe just boredom connect, not just with him, but with each other. Throwing back songs that we haven't heard in months or years, you know, helping us to to relax a bit or release a bit or dance or or sing or or feel feel something else other than what we had been feeling. You know, that that's a helper using your own gifts, your own talents, your own abilities to help others. I've seen countless others taking to their Instagram lives or their TikTok lives, Facebook lives, wherever they can go live, just going live to give to others. I've seen people reading children's books in the middle of the day, like librarians would normally do or like their teachers would normally do. I've seen people giving of their their expertise in certain areas. I've seen people do cooking classes, like whole cooking shows on their lives, just to, you know, give us something else to think about, give us something else to do, give us something else to make us laugh um, or engage or, you know, give us something else to enjoy. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. The helpers, you will know the helpers. It's just, this COVID-19 was the hot water for us. And we're starting to see what is in each, what is within each other. You know, I saw a story about these New Yorkers who, that city is being just decimated, not decimated, that's not the right word. But they're experiencing COVID-19 probably the worst around the United States, uh, one of the worst, I'll say, not not the worst, but I'll say one of the worst places. And they wait by their windows and on their balconies for medical staff to leave their hospitals so that they can applaud them as they go. New York City, some people say it's the, one of the toughest cities and full of mean people and stuff like that. And you see, it's not. These people are waiting by their windows to show gratitude to medical professionals, people who are risking their lives and their health, the helpers. You know, it's reshaping the way we think about the working class, people who like we would normally look down upon. I'm not saying we like me, I'm saying we as a society, like no one, no one gets excited for the grocer. 
No one gets excited for the people who work at the drive-through or at the coffee at the um at the Starbucks or the Dunkin' Donuts or wherever your coffee is or the farm. It's like no one gets excited for 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 those type of situations. And yet we're so grateful that we have the gas station attendants and 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 the store shop clerks and the cashiers. Like we should have been grateful from the start. Those people are our first contacts for things that are essential. How dare we look down on anyone? How dare we look down on anyone before this, but even more so during and after? The helpers. I think that if COVID-19 has taught us anything, if if COVID-19 has has really done done something to us it should really shift how we view each other and how we see each other that I shouldn't see you as competition for toilet paper (laughs) or resources that I shouldn't be willing to get into a fight with you over bleach wipes um that the crying mom who I saw in a tiktok video who was just so frustrated because all she wanted to get from this walmart which was like her, I feel like it was like her fifth or sixth stop. You know, you don't know that kind of frustration to go to another store after store after store after store to find something basic like toilet paper. (laughs) And for her family, she just wanted one package. She broke down in tears because she, she was like, I just can't, I just can't believe I can't find it. Or for the, the families who live in, you know, more more urban areas like I do who experience people coming in in their Range Rovers with their, you know, Louis Vuitton bags and their and their fancy sweats. And, you know, they actually have the N95 masks that everyone's talking about. And they come and buy 30 containers of baby food. And now, you know, the mom who can't necessarily afford all of that doesn't even get a chance to feed her child. Because you've bought up this store's entire stock. There's those people. There's those people who want to buy 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer to try to sell them for $20, $30, $40 a pop. But then you have people who they grow a little aloe and they have a little... um, rubbing alcohol and they have some essential skin oils and they blend them all together and they make hand sanitizer for people you have people who are sewing fabric and and changing you know the things that they make like whole companies shifting the things that they make in order to help medical professionals with the gear and the and the 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 machines and and the life-saving tools that they need to do their job the helpers if covid-19 has taught us anything it should teach us to look for the helpers because yes there will always be selfishness it's the state of the world it's the state of human beings but there will also always be people who are waiting and willing and excited and joy-filled to help. So I hope that that kind of re- readjusts, readjusts your, uh, 
your perspective. Um, yeah, let's get into the wrap-up rant. All right, time for the wrap-up rant. So, you guys know I live here in Philadelphia. Philly is uh, great. Philly is dope. I love it. I'm happy to live here. Um, here's what I'm not happy about. So, Philly does not, and someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong, and that's fine. But I, I, from what I have observed and heard, Philly does not have a public hospital. All the hospitals are privately owned or university owned, that sort of situation. We did at one point. It was called Hahnemann Hospital. And Hahnemann Hospital was recent, well, it's not recently closed, but it was closed a few years back. And it is currently owned by Joel Friedman. Joel Friedman <laughs> owns Hahnemann Hospital, which is a currently a closed hospital. Well, given the pandemic situation, given the fact that, you know, different hospitals are getting stretched to their limits and, you know, we need more spaces, we need more beds, we need more resources. It would be really good to have a public hospital that is open and available for people to 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 go to during this unprecedented pandemic. Well, Joel Friedman decided that he didn't want to relent his empty closed hospital uh to Philadelphia. Um city council tried to work something out. They've been trying and trying for days and days and days. Finally they shut they shut everything down because Joel Friedman simply wasn't going to budge. <sighs> Which is deplorable. Like imagine you're a multi 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 millionaire and it is a pandemic. Something that has not happened in this country in most of our lifetimes. And you, good person, own a hospital that is currently closed. Currently closed. No one's really doing anything in there. Nothing's really going on in there. So, so, so some, I don't understand why you wouldn't just give it to the city. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. Now, maybe this is just me because I'm not super wealthy. I don't really own too many things. I certainly don't own a hospital. But I <laughs> I would imagine during a, a national crisis where people are, where governors and mayors are telling people to stay home, where beaches and, 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 and stores alike are being closed to the public, where schools are being closed, where nursing homes are being locked down, where where medical staff are working 12, 14-hour shifts, um, some of them having to improvise with their equipment and, and their protective gear and things like that. I would imagine if I did own a hospital, I would probably go ahead and open it back up. So to Joel Freeman, a hearty, hefty, Massive F you. I hope that you enjoyed this seed that you reaped because, I mean, the seed that you uh, sowed because reaping is coming. And let me tell you, you're not going to like that crop. I, I'm baffled. I'm baffled. It, it blows my mind the level of greed people have. People have. It's a pandemic. 
It's a pandemic and you have a hospital that sits closed, vacant, unoccupied. Why, why wouldn't you open it? Why wouldn't you open it for people to, to, so that people can get well? I, it just blows my mind. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that, uh, that crop spring back up on Mr. Freeman. So a hearty F you to him. Also, a hearty and hefty middle finger goes out to anyone who is lashing out against Asian people during this epidemic. It is not our Asian friends' fault that this pandemic situation has come about. It is not their fault. And if you were paying attention to the news, we could have even been better prepared for the situation that happened. Y'all's president wanted to act like it wasn't a big deal. Wanted to act like it was going to go away on its own. Wanted to act like it was going to be some vast miracle that we were going to just experience and we wouldn't have to shut anything down. Doesn't even understand why we're closing anything down. Doesn't understand why the stock markets are where they are. Almost wanted us to start going back to work. <laughs> wanted us to start going back to work. Um, and his, uh, his folks said, ha ha, no way, no that's a terrible idea. First of all, you don't even have the power to open up city, open cities back up for work. That's the mayors and the, the governors. But secondly, dude, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They're, they're setting up makeshift morgues in, in parking lots in New York City. That's how many bodies there are in these hospitals. That they need makeshift morgues. That they have massive refrigerator trucks, refrigerator trucks, putting pallets of bodies in these trucks. It's situation is dire. They're opening up a field hospital in Central Park. Um, I believe it's the USS Comfort. I believe the ship is called the Comfort, but I don't know if it's the USS Comfort. Anyway, the Comfort has pulled in to 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 dock in the United States. That's what like a thousand more beds and a full medical staff and operating rooms like this ship is used in wars <laughs> for wartime and we have it pulling in to the, one of our biggest cities in the United States St- stuff is real right now <laughs> it's very very real and so it's not cool to racism racism is never cool racism is never okay it is never cool. And I don't care what anyone says. I know that I saw the little video about what the Chinese people, about what these individual Chinese people were saying about black people. I did. I saw it on the shade room. I saw it. Uh, you guys tagged me to it. I saw it. Still doesn't change my mind. I'm not going to ever think that racism is okay. I'm never going to think that racism is cool. And unlike other people, I will always speak out against it, whether it affects my people or other people's people. I'm not, I'm not down with it. I'm not cool with it. Racism is never okay, period. So if you're out committing racism against the person of Asian descent, you're trash and you need to get your life together and reconsider your, your, your values and your morals because no amount of racism is going to make COVID-19 go away. It just won't. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's, it's ignorant. It's rude. It's insane. Stop it. Who else did I want to cuss out? Oh, who is it? Jerry Falwell 
president of Liberty University who opened his school, his university, back up because he wanted to follow President Trump's uh, requirements to the letter and said that, oh, everything will be fine. There is COVID-19 on his university. Liberty University is supposed to be this Christian school, um, but it's really just... (laughs) It's so heartbreaking how sometimes Christianity gets tied up with this extreme right-wing, blatant, bigotry-filled, racist-filled nonsense. (laughs) Like, the name of Jesus (laughs) is so much bigger than any hate that people try to associate with. Yet, here we are in a Christian school where people are making really bigoted decisions against, you know members of the LGBTQ, uh, members of anyone, anyone that's not cis, heterosexual, white. There you go. So Jerry decided to open up his school again. School is, so the teachers are in class and the students are there. Meanwhile, you know, across the nation, universities are closed and and dude is just like, oh, no, it's fine. But now there's COVID-19 on his university. Universities are hot beds for germs, y'all. Hot beds for germs. Germs, germs, germs. Ask me how I know. I went to one. I attended one. I was an RA. I remember when various sicknesses were flying across our school because, well, some university students are gross. <laughs> it just is what it is. Some of them didn't shower for days. Some of them definitely didn't wash their hands if they're not willing to wash their bodies. You can only imagine people cough and sneeze and don't cover their mouth. Um, People share drinks and share food and share lollipops and share everything else. (sighs) So, Jerry, that was stupid. And if any of those students pass away, God forbid, God forbid any of them pass away. But if any of them pass away, that is on you. That is on you, and you might need to reevaluate. Finally, my last little rant. <sighs> to every person who has decided to throw a massive party or decide, eh, I don't have to social distance. I can, I can go out and do everything I need to do and want to do, and no one's going to tell me to stay inside. I have a niece. My niece is nine years old. She's my second niece for my oldest sister. And she, she's had breathing problems all her life, all her little life. She's gotten so good about managing her own situation. She carries her own medication around. Everything that she needs, she's got it in a backpack. And she takes care of herself very, very well. Um, I put a post up about her on Instagram. The common cold used to send her to the hospital. The common cold, you know, we cough, we sneeze, but we still go to work. That whole situation used to send this child to the hospital. So COVID-19 is frightening for us as a family. Frightening. Because of baby girl. Stay home. All you people who really wanted a spring break, so you ran down to the beaches and now you're hella sick. 
For all you people who just don't want to be told, I don't want to be told what to do. Meanwhile, you're not helping to flatten the curve. And if you get sick, you're just one more sick person that an already strained health care, health, wellness, health facility situation. You know what I'm trying to say. Dang on, dang on it. <laughs> you're just one more person that could have just kept their asses at home. And prevented a already super duper stretched health care system from just relaxing a bit. Because you had to go on spring break. Or you had to go to that party. Or you didn't want to sit in the house. And there's a difference between I'm going to go for a run, you know, for exercise, but I'm coming straight home. Or I'm going to go to... I don't know. I'm going to run and grab groceries and I'm going to come back. That's completely different. Those things are okay. I'm talking about people who opened up their home to massive groups of people. People who decided to, you know, go get together at, I don't know, just people who just are not listening. People who are not practicing social distancing. People who are just not, who just don't care please care. And I I get it. Some of y'all are like young and you're like, I, my immune system's fine and I'll be fine. I just learned about a bunch of teenagers who died from this illness. I just learned about a baby who's been infected. A, a baby, a, a baby y'all. I just learned about a 34 year old. I believe she was a principal and she passed away. That's right up my alley. I'm 35. This is, this is non, this COVID-19 don't care about your age or your health because it will, it'll rob you of both and put you in a grave. You are literally risking your lives, especially lives like my niece. And so, yeah, it sucks. She can't go run around outside and it's spring and it's been beautiful up here lately and the trees are blooming and everything. It sucks that we're stuck inside, but we're doing it. Because of people like my niece, because of people like my grandparents, because of people like my friends who, you know, have asthma or people who are um, immune compromised. Give a damn. Stay inside. It's okay. Go get your groceries. Go for a run. Go stretch. Go just stand outside of your porch or in your balcony or wherever do something else. Do a Zoom call. Zoom calls are free. I've done a bunch of them this week. FaceTime is free. I've done a bunch of them this week. Get on Instagram. Instagram has a whole thing where you can group chat. Do that. Do that. Don't do this. Don't don't just ignore these these health situations because it is very incredibly real out here. What's the likelihood you might die? No, it's not a super high likelihood, but you don't have to add to the numbers of infected people, of of sick people. You don't have to add to that. You can be responsible and it starts by staying your tail at home. All right. Okay. Um, So typically around this time, I would do a segment called Blacks in the Deep End, but I don't want to shout out just black people in this one segment. I want to shout out every human being who is a doctor, a nurse, 
hospital administrator, hospital staff, hospital janitorial staff, um, every grocery store clerk, every cashier, every gas station attendant, everyone who works in 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 cleaning services, anyone who works at a produce market, anyone who works at a drive through I want to shout you out. Thank you. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your service. Thank you for helping. Thank you for being the essential people. Thank you for just thank you. Like it is appreciated. You guys risk your life and your health and your wellness every single day. Every single day you risk it for us. You risk it to help us with our groceries, help us with our gas, to help keep things going. You know, when so many things are not working, when so many things are not going, it's so nice to be able to go to a grocery store and pick up our favorite whatever or whatever essential that we need, that we could still have that, that we could still do it safely and in a clean way. So, I appreciate you guys. Oh, I forgot. I have one more wrap-up rant. I hope you guys don't mind. Really, really quick. There was this lady who walked into a grocery store, and she coughed all over all the produce and over a lot of food. Coughing on all of it, spitting on it, stuff like that. Cost this grocery store $35,000. $35,000. And then when the... The staff tried to stop her. She's screaming, running through the store. Oh, I have COVID. I have COVID. I have the coronavirus, whatever. So she was arrested and now I believe her bail was $50,000. But to be honest, like they need to just lock her up. Like, why would you, why would you even do anything like that? Why would you even do anything like that? One more thing to the people who thought it was a good idea to draw, I believe this is Arizona or Nevada. Someone forgive me if I'm, I'm, I don't have notes. I've been going off the top of my head this whole podcast situation. Um, the people who thought it was a good idea to draw a grid to socially distance homeless people as they slept outside, despite the fact that there's numerous hotels that are currently closed right now, closed and vacant, wouldn't be making a dime anyway. The people who thought that was a good idea, you're, y'all are a different type of trash, like a different type of garbage. Why, we're in the middle of a crisis. Why not just let them have a room for a few nights? No one's coming to stay at your hotel anyway. I mean, unless it's one of those hotels that are being, being used as, as a hospital. But other than that, no one's being, no one's coming to your hotel People are, people are staying home. They should be. <sighs> we got to do better. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your, your subscribes. Thank you for all your support. Um, please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. Um, thank you for listening. And until next week, and yes, there will be a show next week. I have something fun planned. Um, for quarantine and chill part two. So until then, peace y'all.